Welcome to The Wind Down, an afternoon podcast where two techie blokes sit down over a bowl of wine and chat about what's happening in the world of tech. Enjoy while Scott and Nick open up about their week in technology. Well, ladies and gentlemen, good afternoon and welcome to The Wind Down. My name's Nick Bojard and with me I've got... Scott, hello. Again. Scott, how are you? Good, I'm going really well. Excellent. Now, before we start, as always, where are we? What are we drinking? We're um, we're in our office today, which, strangely enough, is still the Crow's Nest Hotel, <laughs> uh, as their building fell down, and referred to a previous episode. Um, but uh, and yes, we've been um, operating at the Crow's Nest Hotel boardroom for the last uh, six weeks. We eight, certainly have. So. We certainly have. They've been very generous in offering us their uh, offering us their boardroom to to run the business from while we go and find alternate premises uh, due to a specific event happening. Yes, we talked about that last week. We so did. I know I know you're itching. Scott's actually got the hard disk that we mentioned last week in his bag and I'm sure before this is over we're going to get it out and show us the hard disk. But, but today we're talking about something. Now, I've spoken to a bunch of people who've been listening to The Wind Down, Scott, and they said they want us to dumb it down. They want us to remove the tech okay. talk and talk okay. about things which really affect business. Fair enough. So today's topics are kind of different one. Today we're going to talk about organizational change management. And, and what this means is when I take a piece of technology or a new process and I implement it into a business, I can't just take the new software and throw it into the business. It's, no. it's not like us guys, we go online, we find a new piece of software, or like today, a new camera. And for everyone, this is the first time we're in 4K. So that's that's exciting. You'll be able to see every wart and pimple on my nose. But um, <laughs> and, and I'll talk about some of the camera stuff we're using in a little bit. Um, but today, we're going to talk about how do I land a new piece of technology into a business. And it doesn't just involve the director of the business choosing the software in conjunction with the IT pro. It's about rolling that out into a business. Sure. So Scott, why don't you, you know, using your experience, you know, talk to me about a traditional type of project where I'm putting a new technology into a business. What are the things I need to think about? You know, it's, it, it, it's interesting because you think about, let's look at technology, I'm going to buy a bit of software or even, even a telephone deployment. And we're looking at a, a few of these at the moment as we're migrating people across to, uh, to Teams Voice. Uh, and with uh, Teams, of course, you can have actually dedicated Teams phones. And on one hand, you sort of look at, well, we're going to put a phone on a desk. It's a phone. How hard could it possibly be? You pick sure. it up, you press the number, and what? In another respect, look, it, it is different. It's a Teams phone. Yep. It's got some extra features and functions. And really, if you want people to be more productive and take advantage of what you're actually delivering, you want to at least tell them, look, here's something you may not have seen before. Here's a way to do this task you know, a bit more efficiently. Here's a, a little thing you can hook up to a headset or something like that this way. And it's that basic training that could be something very simple, but delivers the real difference between an average project deployment and a really superb one. So, so one of the things I've heard before we even start with the project is you know, a number of times I've gone into organizations with this new exciting bit of software and, and I've given it to the clients and I've gone, here's this new exciting bit of software. And the end users using it go, why did we even do this? Right? Yes. So, so that initial buy-in, how important do you think that is? Well, it's just, you, you've got to get the buy-in across the business. They've got to understand what is the reason why we're doing this. And look, ch change management, it sounds like a nice little fancy couple of words together in a sentence, but there are entire university degrees around this topic. It is difficult. Change is hard. And certain people, um, just not for any particular reason, don't react well to change. So let's use an example. Let's say we're rolling out Teams Voice. Yeah. And for those of you who don't know, Microsoft Teams is this, you know, 
do-it-all collaboration platform that allows you to do you know, live meetings, it allows you to collaborate on documents and data and chat and do all sorts of things. But one of the things it also does is proper telephony. It does. So thinking about it, right? let's, let's step through it. Before we even move to Teams Voice, we have to think about the advantages and the benefits. Yes. So what are some of the advantages and benefits we talk to people about? Well, here's something simple that says, if you've got Teams on your phone as a client, or even Teams on a laptop, that's also a phone. Yep. So yes, you've got a mobile phone running a Teams client and seeing all the updates in your groups and um, uh, when you're doing chats with other people and so forth, but that, that also runs live as a phone. So you don't need a separate desk phone application and you don't need a separate desk phone. Okay, so that's interesting. So let's talk about desk phones for a little bit. Mm. There are people who really want a desk phone. Yes. Right? They've always had one, you know, you're sitting, maybe my age, you know, sitting in your job that you've done for a while. Yeah, I remember my first job, it was like, here's your computer, yep. 386DX2, um, and here's your desk phone, yes. and here's your extension number. That's and right. I remember when I had a direct dial number, and that was really exciting. Yes, and so, a little rotary dial, used to use the little ring to read your numbers around there. Well, actually, we had, a, we had a lady with a headset on, who used to put the things in, because I'm older than that, but <laughs> before we go there, that's a change. Yes. Moving away from having a desk phone, and, and I know we're sitting with a customer today, and we said, you know, and you don't need desk phones anymore. And, and two people around the room went, yay! And one of them went, oh. Yeah. Now, so what's your, what's your answer to that? How do we find solutions for people who want different things? You know what, I, I think everybody likes the concept. They just don't know what it means. And therefore, some people naturally are afraid of change. Mm -hmm. And they just have to be slowly step through it. And once they've done it a few times and they get familiar with it, they won't go back. And they will be your biggest supporters going, this is great, you should try this, and they're out there, like, hang on, a week ago you were really against this, I said, well, yeah, now I've learnt what it does, and okay. Yeah. So, so then we're into training, Yes. getting people up to speed with using things. Now I've seen this done in like a hundred different ways, yes. so you can send people to an online course, I've seen people send to a third-party course yes. being delivered. Certainly, when we were rolling out things like Excel for the first time, Indeed. all our Lotus 123 people went on the Lotus 123 to Excel upgrade course. I don't see that as much now. No, not, look, not, not so much at the application levels. Well, there's always a, look, here's a YouTube video, go and do that. Yep. Um, or, in some respects, here's a bunch of just poor implementations that don't do it at all. So, getting people in front of the technology with an expert who can help them through it, it's got to be a critical part of that as well. It is, and if you look, think about it this way, like in, we're in IT, and for us, picking up a new application or running with something probably is not that big a challenge, because yep. we're used to it all the time. It's, you know, there's going to be a menu somewhere, there's going to be some options, work it out, quick, get through it, okay. But a lot of other people, they've been using the same applications year on year to run the business. Mm -hmm. They're getting very good at them, and moving away from those is not the first thing on their mind. Yeah, okay. However, in today's environment, and I saw these stats the other day, the average uh, small to medium-sized business, uh, and that sort of goes up to about 500 seats, I think it was in this particular survey, um, was had 12.9, I think it was, applications that right. they ran the business with. Yep. No, not, not counting little quirky things, but just like actual things that they would run every day yep. or something to do something with. Uh, and there's a trend downwards to around the five mark. People are trying to simplify their businesses by focusing more on a fewer number of vendors. Mm -hmm. We're going to use all of that application to its fullest extent and no longer jump out to this other one for this or that just because it might do a little bit better because it means we're now 
not wanting to have two applications that do perhaps the same thing or the overlap. But it does mean you're now training people in more features of single applications. Okay. Now, I think we're also assuming here, and this is an assumption, right? Because we're both, we're both in a fairly say, senior level in what we do. Yes. And so we are the people who define processes for our business. Yes. In our customers' worlds, most of the people we're talking to are people who deliver on processes. They don't get to define them. So just giving them a new piece of software and saying it does this yep. probably doesn't help them. How important no. do you think you know, process definition and showing them how to do the same process yes. with the new tools is? Oh, it's critical. And here's the thing. You, you need to measure the outcome. You don't measure the fact that it was implemented. Right. And if the business was able to do 10 things an hour before and you put a new process in or a new system or a new bit of software, and maybe not in the first hour or the first day, but after a few days and people are getting used to it or a week, if they're not getting past what they were doing before, maybe we're doing 12 an hour or 15 an hour now with this new system, hey, that's great, or a lot more. But if you're still back at five, well, perhaps it wasn't a great choice. Yeah. Or the training hasn't been good or the implementation hasn't gone well. But well, there's one other item I think we're missing, and that's what I call in projects the terrorist. Ah. Right? That's the member of the team who so doesn't want to change, they deliberately try to break the project to go back to how it was yes. before. Now, I've come across that. You come across that in projects? Absolutely. I'll go, I remember going on a, um, a one-day course once, many years ago, but the, um, the facilitator at the front of the room said, okay, who is here that does not want to be here? Who has been told, you have to go and sit in this room and listen to this thing for a day in order to get a tick in the box so we can do something, but ultimately, you know you don't really want to be here. Yep. And a third of the room sticks their hand up. <laughs> oh dear, <laughs> what's, what's going on here? <laughs> um, yeah, they've, they've been given their jail sentence, they've been told to go and sit in this room and listen to this course for a day. Yeah, but it, look, at least they're honest about it and the, the person at the front of the room knows how to treat them a bit differently. And, blah, blah. and then by the end of the day, they come around, they actually felt they'd learned something, but you're right. There are people that would go in and say, this, what am I doing? This is not for me. I don't want this. Yeah. How hard is it? You know, these people in management, they don't know this is how you do this task, not realizing that in the bigger picture, maybe that task is becoming less and less important. And that's interesting as well, because people are scared of that. Yes. Right? There's all this talk in the papers about you're going to be made redundant because of technology. And that's frightening for a lot of people. You know, even I look at it and go, oh, is tech going to take over my job at some stage? How do I keep reinventing myself? Now, a great example is I was chatting to a friend who used to work for a really big company um, in Australia, and they made some people redundant. And the very next day, he's in the, you know, the cafeteria in the, in the business, and there's one of the people who was made redundant. And he went, why are you still here? She said, well, for 40 years, I've eaten my lunch in this cafeteria. The simple fact of not working here is not going to stop me now. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go. But, yeah, but in, um, you're, you're right. Look, at IT, we tend to expect, we, we expect change. And if there's no change, there's something wrong. Yeah. A skill we learn today will be out of date within a few years. And you sort of look at that and go, well, yeah, OK. What happens with that? Um, one of our clients, um, oh, six months ago or so, I was talking to them, and um, the, the, a fellow said, uh, what, why do I want to change this process? I was looking at how they were doing something. I said, well, it doesn't look like it's the most efficient of processes anymore, given what we could probably help with and that sort of thing. And he said, but we've, we've done it this way for 30 years. I said, okay, that in itself is probably <laughs> yeah. why we want to look at this. Yes. Oh, well, I should... Um, we should talk about yes, the wine. We should talk about the we, wine. We, oh, one, cheers. cheers. Uh, yes. I haven't tried this yet. Um, yeah, there we go. I, I think this is our first 2020 wine ever on the wine down, isn't it? 
Well, that's special. <laughs> um, it's a, it's a, let me guess. It's a pub wine. <laughs> it's a pub wine. Um, it was something new, and it's the first 2021 I've seen. Excellent. It is a Malbec. Yeah. Mendoza, Argentina. From Argentina. What does it say on the back? It's a red wine. It says it's a red wine. Excellent, yes. It clearly spells out the uh, the concept. Yeah. Um, no, look, it's, um, it is actually a uh, non-offensive drop, but it... Uh, could do with a couple more years of the bottle, I think. Yeah, yeah, it, it's it certainly peaked quite early. <laughs> um, <laughs> you call that peaking? Yes. Well, wonders what it'll be like next week. Um, I wonder if that's the the day number or the week number on the. <laughs> it's um, okay. Look, you, you win a few, you lose a few. Uh, yes. <laughs> All right, so not a great recommendation on the wine. It's all right. Yeah. It's all right. It probably goes well after um, a night of drinking. <laughs> you can't tell the difference. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> okay. Well, we're doing this at the wrong time then, because it's, it's our first drink of the day. We could implement change management and go and get a different bottle. Okay. <laughs> we could. Anyway, yes. so bringing it back. So what have we talked about? We've talked about getting buy-in before you do any type absolutely. of Absolutely. From almost everybody, right? It's no point squirreling away by yourself and going, we've changed yeah. the whole process of the business. Next is... Once you've implemented it, training people so they can get some benefit out of it. Identifying your terrorists, bring them under your wing. Yes. It's another piece we're forgetting. When you implement technology, you don't do it very well. No. That tends to put people off, right? The thing fails, it's slow, it doesn't work. I have some great examples of that. A click frenzy, for example. Although I think that, personally, I think that was done on purpose, you know, just to make people desperate to get to it. Yeah, I don't know. It's a click frenzy is a very interesting scenario. It was very well executed in the end, depending on what result you were trying to achieve. Yes. I think that's a, probably the most appropriate way to put it. No, no, I think I think that makes sense. That makes sense. So, everybody ready at the beginning? Yes. Everybody bought in. Right. We sign off. We do a project. We implement yes. it. Everything's working. Now, we have to decide, do we train people once it's implemented? Do we train people before it's implemented? And how far before? How quickly do people forget training? Well, let me, let me throw something else in there. Project management. Oh, I hadn't even talked about that. No, and this is the whole thing. Any project you do that doesn't have some level of project management around it is probably either really tiny and doesn't need it, or it's going to fail. It's going to blow out. It's going to take a considerable amount of time. The, the project management role, and we generally work on somewhere about 10 to 15% of the overall project cost being in project management. Yep. Um, you really have to have that in there for decent projects. And that's a very specific skill, the project yes. management skill. It's not it's not just some person who's not doing anything at the moment. No, no. Project management, so you can do degrees in it, right? It's a very, very specific skill set. It's and a, good yes. project managers are worth their weight in gold. Oh, absolutely. They are the task manager that will keep you on track and will keep people accountable for what they have to do by when to make sure that at the end of the day, you're actually delivering back to the business what you said you're going to deliver. Yep. And uh, that, just having that person driving there, and they're not so much the person with the whip going, get on with it, get on with it, but just making sure that if there's any roadblocks, they can pick them up now and not in a month's time, um, and, you know, and make sure that things are actually working. And they can unblock things when they're not yeah, working properly. Exactly. And cool. that's, you don't think about it naturally, but when your project, when one project gets delivered on time and another one doing the same thing gets delivered three months late, you think, oh, okay, so I've got to live it late. But no, you're talking about three months of productivity for the business. That's a sure. big thing. So, project management, yes. buy-in, yes. training, yes. delivery, yes. right? Ongoing support and training. You can't just throw something out there and expect them not to be able to call someone for help. No. And at some point in there, there's even some technical work. 
Yeah, yeah well, we're ignoring that, right? <laughs> because that. remember, we're dumbing down the. <laughs> <laughs> but all of a sudden, it's like you know, when you're um, if you're developing an application, and some of these modern development techniques are two thirds of the work is around design, specification, structure. And when you've got all that in place, there's just a little bit of coding left to actually pull it all together. As we say, a small matter of coding. Yes. <laughs> small. That's small. So that's, that's the point, right? So it's thinking projects are most successful. And you see what we did there is the technical side, we actually really pushed to the back because when you've got a decent team who know what they're doing, yes. the technical side gets delivered. Yes. Right? What we're worried about is the rest of it to make sure that project's successful. That's true. So this is any type of project. And we've yeah. got customers right now doing major systems redevelopment and we've got customers doing little tiny things. Yeah. Each of them needs this kind of rigor around it. Yeah, look, your project plans in that respect don't have to be fully detailed, tracked down to the last minute and whatever, but just a basic structure, some deliverables, some milestones in there, tasks assigned to people in some rough time frames, that'll get you a long way. You're right. You're right. Brilliant. Well, I think that's been a kind of cool topic. It's a little yeah, different for us. I'm just, um, I'm just trying this wine again now that it's had uh, double the time to mature. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> Is that any better? Uh, no. Yeah. Maybe we'll give it another hour. <laughs> so, yes. That's all right. We have to try things, and this is part of it. You try new things. Absolutely. what works and what doesn't. And then remembering the ones that don't very clearly so that the following week you don't go and choose that. Excellent. <laughs> so, ladies and gentlemen, that's been the wind down. Thank you, Scott. Thank you, Nick. Much appreciated. Make sure you like or subscribe or whatever channel you're looking, listening to or looking at this on. Make sure you hit that button that says we like what you're doing. Leave a comment to let us know things you want to see. And from Scott and I, it's thanks so much for listening, watching, and being at the wind down. Thank you. Bye. Take care. Bye.